All right, December 21st, 2020, big day today. What's happening? I am so excited. So the world is about to change. We are going into the Aquarian age. So today it's already started. We are in the Aquarian age. Aquarian age is all about like connectivity and coming together and seriously the world is about to change. So because today is the solstice and we have Jupiter and I just lost it, Saturn coming together, um, this is going to be the day you want to write down all of your intentions and your goals for 2021 because if they're like aligned with your path, they are going to come true. They will come to fruition. So we right after this, Halvi, we're going to write down all of our goals for this podcast and then personally for 2021 and we are going to see how long it takes for all those things to come to fruition sweet that's something that's gonna be totally new to me i look at december 21st as the longest night of the year and tomorrow it starts to get brighter in the evening and that's all i see but i got a question for you age of aquarius i mean i'm i'm the old guy that reminds me of a song from like the 60s um what when was the last time we were in the age of aquarius it's, does it happen yearly does it happen monthly so I think the last time we were in an air sign, so like every certain, I don't know how many years, I'm still a novice at this, guys, um, but we changed through like the age. So I can't, don't ask me what age we're in right now because I've just always been so excited for like the last six months, excited and looking forward to the Aquarian age. Um, but we have not had an air sign in 20 years. So that was the year 2000. So like look back um, if you were alive in 2000, like what changed for you in 2000? Was that a big year for you? And like, I think just we could probably name lots of things that happened in 2000 that were like the beginning of a shift. And now we're again in an air sign and air sign is all about like connection and using your, um, your mental abilities to connect and to change the world. So like Gemini is an air sign so i'm an air sign so i'm just i've just been so excited for this <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i think uh twyla's a gemini Ooh, june 8th yeah she is yeah. yeah so what about us pisces i um have no we're idea. not part of it because <laughs> we're no, water it's gonna change everyone but if you're like especially susceptible if you want if you are an air sign gotcha. or if you have an air sign in your astrology so like your sun or your moon or your ascendant if, if any of those is an air sign this is definitely going to affect you and i think you you have got to have an air sign i cannot name all of them but you must because you've had a lot of things going on specifically the last what, a couple weeks with dreams. So I would say for sure you have an air sign in your astrology and you're already feeling the effects, whether or not you know it, like you know you are feeling it. Well, and that's something we can learn more about too, because it really interests me, especially now that I'm tying it to something from the 60s, even though I was a very young child in the 60s. Yeah. But yeah, dreams, dreams. We've, you and I have had conversations about dreams before. We've talked about lucid dreams. We've talked about vivid dreams. What do you know about the difference between lucid and vivid? So I think it was actually a few months ago we were talking about the lucid dreaming because it's a really small like portion of the population that can control their dreams. And then it's called lucid dreaming where you know you're dreaming at any point in the dream you realize you are asleep, that you are dreaming and you can change what's happening in the dream. Where I believe vivid dreaming is you can realize you're dreaming, but you're not in control. You cannot change the path of the dream. Or you can just have really like vivid and they seem very real dreams and you don't know you're dreaming. So there's different types of dreams. Yeah. And I think if I remember right, we both are lucid and vivid dreamers. Yes. And it just depends on what's going on in our lives. Yeah. So you so you can control your dreams sometimes? Yeah. It just depends on when it is. There's, there's 
especially like if I have a dream where I'm trying to dial 911 for help yeah. and I can't get through to it, that's when I realize that I'm in a dream and something's going on. And then one of my dreams this week, another one is when I try to use a gun to protect myself and I shoot the gun, but the bullet just kind of falls out. It doesn't, oh, wow. it's not a projectile or it hits the person it bounces off of them. And you're like, what? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, something's not right. I know I'm not in the, I'm not in the dream. And then what I try to do is shift into someplace else, or I just, I wake myself up out of it. See, that is just like a superpower <laughs> being able to wake yourself up from a nightmare. Because when I, when we were having the conversation about lucid dreaming a few months ago, I had the same conversation with my sister-in-law because I was just so baffled because I've been able to change and control my dreams um, ever since I was like 13 or 14 when I got mono. And so I would sleep like 20 hours a day. And ever since then, I can just write my dreams. Like every single night, I will write like a little book in my mind or like have characters and I'll start a dream. Or if I don't want to, then I just like, you know, you just fall asleep in your brain, your subconscious takes over. But it's so, it's very interesting that you can wake, like you can wake yourself up because my sister-in-law, when I was talking about it with her, if she's having a nightmare, she can't wake herself up. Like you're just in a nightmare. And that's very common that if you're just in a nightmare, you don't realize you're dreaming. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, that was a dream. But for us, we know we're dreaming pretty much the entire time or you realize, oh, that like when the bullet doesn't hit the person, you're like, oh, okay, well, this isn't real. Like that is a superpower that we have that like not everyone has. So go us. And the, the thing is, is that, when I know I can't get out of it, so sometimes I'll feel pain in the dreams. Yeah. And then when I start to feel the pain, I know that I've got to vocalize what's going on, and then it turns into a, a moan. And so like half the time, Twyla will just, she'll wake me. Yeah. But other times it's like the moan is what pulls me out of the dream, and then that's what wakes me, but then that's... Oh, if because I, you can like feel I can, I, in I here I feel yourself. in here, yeah. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, so that, that pulls me out of it, so like... Another thing, too, is like knowing that living in a trauma brain, I, I, I wonder. So like today's therapy day for me and we're going to do some EMDR on on these dreams that I keep having because they just keep getting. I don't I want to say they're worse and worse, but maybe more intense escalating, maybe. Yeah. And they're and they're and they're happening instead of maybe every other night, every night, it's every night. And then it's not like just every night and one dream. It's one dream. Wake up and not, not even go back into the same dream. But a, a different new dream. dream. Oh my gosh. It's too intense. Wow. And it's like, you want to sleep because you know, with somebody who suffers with depression and anxiety and PTSD, diagnosed all of them, mm-hmm. I don't get sleep. I walk that edge of life and death. And it's the funniest thing. And so it's like, I've got to get my sleep. So luckily, I don't have to do anything early in the morning. So I can, I can catch up on the sleep. And so, you know, a couple nights goes up for two hours. And then I went back to sleep. And then last night I was up for an hour and I went back to sleep. And it's funny, my brother te- texted me at like at 1230 or something and asked me to send him a couple of songs or lyrics that I had written. Mm-hmm. He calls them poems about California. So I looked through those and got tired. But I, you know, I slept till eight after going to bed at 11. That's a lot of sleep. Yeah. But at one hour in the middle of the night, it's disruptive. And then a dream after a dream and then waking up and telling yourself it's safe. It's okay. Yeah. And nighttime's never been good for me. So, I mean, I used to always be a nightlight sleeper. Yeah. I had to have light on. But it's funny, once I, sh- I shunned my religious ID, oh my gosh, ideologies, mm-hmm. then nighttime wasn't so fearful because I didn't believe that there was this all-powerful being looking over me all the time and this <laughs> evil, wicked person that's yeah. going to tempt me because I'm asleep 
And now it's just like, okay, it's all right. But again, back to those dreams, I had to do a, a thing the other night where I had to talk myself into saying, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe, you're okay, there's nothing happening, there's nothing evil in the room. And it took me two hours to calm down from what I call irrational to, to rational thought. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you. yeah. My question, okay, so this is maybe a more personal question, and you can dance around it if you don't want to answer. Are these, when you're dreaming, are they things that have happened? Are they like a play on things that have happened? Or are they completely new, like, scenarios that you've not experienced before? Or is it a mixture of both? It, so it is a mixture of both, but lately it's just been things that haven't happened. So, like, last night, the only one that I remember was I was flying a drone, and it was trying to go look and see what people were trying to do. But the funny thing was I kept running it in, running it into trees mm. and then it crashed. And so I went to go oh. pick up the, I went to pick up the drone and all of a sudden all these people were walking out of the drone and just saying, that wasn't really a good experience. I'm like, I'm sorry, the trees had just gotten away and I didn't, I didn't mean to, but I'm glad everybody's okay. And it was like our old neighbors were in the, in the, in drone. the drone. Yeah. So, but it looked like after that, it looked like a big Ferris wheel. So what? it just shifted and it was weird. But my therapist is always saying, you're trying to protect something because of the sexual abuse that I experienced when I was 12. And so she's, she's always trying to say, just try to think, what are you trying to protect right now? What is your body needing? And so I need that session with her today to sit there and think, what, what is it about right now that I'm trying to protect? Okay, that's interesting. See, when, when you said... When you explained that to me, my interpretation went totally different. Oh. So when you were saying you were on a drone and you were like looking and then you kept getting hit by the trees, I just, I don't know why, but I just think that's you searching for answers and there's things getting in the way. And I think because you're in the sky and you're looking down, it could be you connection to your higher power or the divine or your old ideologies because your old ideologies, you know, they say heaven, he lives in the sky. Um, that's what I was thinking. And then the trees get in the way. And then when the people come out, maybe those are people who said something to you that changed your opinion of yourself or of your ideology. So like you said, neighbors, if they were in your local religious congregation, um, they could have said something that like steered you a different direction. They're like, that was not a good idea. What'd they say in the dream? Yeah, that, that, was that, that, wasn't, that wasn't as much fun. It was basically, I don't remember what they said exactly, but it was the, the gist I remember. Like, it was like, your that, fault, that you was, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but they weren't, like, it was It was our old neighbors from, you know, your friend Zach and Hayden. It was It was them that came out, but it was It was not negative. Yeah, Peacocks, it was not negative. It was, but it was like, oh man, <laughs> that was not fun. Let's not do that again. It's, Interesting. It's funny you say that though, because you'll never guess what I've been doing the last two days. What? I've been really hitting hard, getting ready for a new show I want to do called The Trauma Chronicles, and then another uh, documentary I want to do with Courtney, and it's about immigration. And so I've been watching, we went and got Masterclass, and I've been watching Ken Burns and Spike Lee and David Lynch, and I've been... I've been watching it going like, I know how to do all this stuff. I grew up around television. I, I've, I've worked in television. I understand all this stuff. It's in my head. And, I, and I'm fighting myself. Oh my God, I just had a freaking realization. <laughs> no, keep going. But, but that's, that, that's, so when you said that, 
that's what I'm fighting is my doubts in myself. And so when I, now as I see that tree, that is it. I'm hitting the tree. I can't get the drone. I know how to fly the drone. I can fly yeah, drones, yeah. but I keep hitting the tree. Keep And then I crash the tree and then I'm hurting people. And that's why I always come back and it pulls me away okay. when I hurt others. And then you're on the Ferris wheel because you keep going around yeah. and around <laughs> and around in this cycle, in this pattern. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Boom. Dream salt. <laughs> move on. No, I, I think you nailed it with that. I think you totally, because... I'm ready to move on to something. I'm 56. That's my, there it is. I'm 56 years old. I, I'm 57 in just three months. I keep thinking I'm too old to do anything. And that's what keeps getting in my way. Yeah. And when you said that, that's it. That tree, that drone, I know how to fly the drone. Yeah. The tree got in my way. The so tree don't is, let it get in the way anymore. I, that's the metaphor. Fly straight over it, okay? Oh, that's good. You just saved me 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I told you today was going to be such a good day. So when I went crazy and my eyes went wide, so I did a reading for myself this morning because today's the solstice and today and, and Yule. And so, or I guess it's the same thing, solstice and Yule, but it's also, we have the conjunction today. So today is just a really like energy packed day for lightworkers or healers or empaths. Like we are just feeling the energy and I did a reading this morning and I, in my reading, um, it said, this is so funny because for like a while now I've been getting, um, readings about words and I, and I kept getting the scribe and it kept saying that you need to like look at things in a new direction and looking back, it's all about the podcast because we're not writing, we're using our words and we're doing things from a new direction with new technology also Korean age, shout out to that. Um, but anyway, so I did my reading this morning and it said that specifically a person was going to help me with this. And for a while, I don't know why, but I'd like when you said, I don't know, something you said just now, I realized the person is you. <laughs> I just realized it because it said it was going to be in human form. Like this person was going to come to me in human form. And I've gotten multiple times that this person could be from my past. And obviously we've known each other for a long time. It just like, like clicked right now that you are the person that was so crazy. Yeah. You are the person who basically we're going to, we're just going to help each other. Like our souls knew each other in a past life and we're here again to just help our souls keep going and keep leveling up. And ooh. well, it's funny because I, I just got the goosebumps. I want to find meaning in everything. Yeah. And so you just, you just giving that meaning and just being not afraid to speak what you, what your truth was to share your truth with me. It, it's just now my throat's clearing. It, things are starting to drain. It's, it's, it's taken, it's taken that weight off. And it's that, it's that cloud that comes over me. It's that inversion that Utah gets, mm -hmm. but it's that mental inversion. So yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I mean, there's, there is a reason. And, and like I said, I wanted to cancel today. Yes, because I'm in that I'm in that spot because yeah. I'm always, you know, like we talked about last time, I'm the pessimist and you're the optimist. And it's <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to let that beat me today. Yay. So dreams. That's good. I think we've 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 solved that issue. Yeah. Done. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Checking off the list. Next. So you and I have shared is, do I deserve this? Am I worthy of success and that's something that I keep coming back to and the universe told me again this morning and I like I almost I also wanted to cancel this morning because I was emotional and I was like there's just too much energy today I don't know if we're gonna be able to like do this because we're both like empaths and we have a lot going on and so I was like I don't know if this is a good day and I was like but what better day because 
this is the day where we're going to make those shifts, those like huge shifts in our mind. And I think you already had one. We've already experienced one. But one thing that I had this morning that the universe keeps bringing me back to is I still have a belief that I'm not good enough. Do I deserve it? And I have to remind myself that I've always been worthy and I have always been enough. That what happened to me was not my fault and it didn't degrade my value. You know, I look at it this way. I am a much better person for all of the things I've experienced because I can help people in ways I never would have been able to before if I had not gone through all of the things I've gone through. Like, would we have connected? Would our souls have said, hey, I know that person. I know that vibe if we hadn't gone through those things. So those are terrible things. And we don't need to let them keep us from being successful because this is our fucking year. This is our fucking time. I I don't usually get, you know, too hyped up on this kind of stuff, but I I actually, like I said, my my burden feels so lifted right now. So I I knew, I know how to fly a drone. Like I said, I tried to go up above the tree because who flies into a tree? But when I tried to go above the tree... I would fly into it. And the funny thing was, is there was no tree in front of me. It was behind the drone and to the right and left of the drone. And that was blue sky on top. I mean, what do you think? Why can't I go over the tree? Because you're afraid. You're afraid that even though you know how to do this, you know how to fly a drone, you believe that you can, you're afraid. Do I deserve this? Is this the right thing for me? Can I really do this? Even though you know you want to and you know you know how to fly that drone and maybe you have that support system and maybe those other people were a support system or they're helping you or whatever. But I think if you can't, you know how to do this and you can't do it, it's because you're afraid. And it's just like me. I know I know that I can use my, my healing empathic abilities to help people, but I'm afraid. Yeah. And we need to not be afraid anymore. We can, well, actually what I like to say is I'm, I can still be afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's courage when you're afraid, but you choose to do it anyway. And for me, it's always been, I've been terrified, but I'm going to do it anyway for Duke. But now I realized this morning, I can't just do it for Duke. I have to do it for me because I deserve happiness and I have worked hard for it, and I know that the universe wants me to be happy. And so I'm gonna be afraid, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Healthy, you're gonna be afraid, but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. And again, that's another thing in therapy that we talk about. And it's funny, because you talked about emotional and got emotional there, and I was watching a little YouTube video about Charlie Brown's music and stuff, and I didn't know some of the things about it. and. And I was getting so emotional watching it. It came out in 1965. I was born in 64. It's always been a part of Christmas. And then Twilight asked me what I was watching. And, and I had a hard time talking because I started to get emotional over just saying what the title of it was. And and it, it is funny how today is such an emotional day. And one other thing, too, about being afraid. I've talked with my therapist before, and I loved a boogie board. I used to love to boogie board. And mm-hmm. then I moved out of California. But I, every day, every day I get to the beach, I'd be boogie boarding. And the funny thing is, is that that wave can be powerful and can be overwhelming and all-consuming. You can, you can get, catch the wave at the wrong time, and it just goes past you. You can catch it too late, and it takes you right over the falls, and you become one with a wave, and that hurts really bad. <laughs> or you can catch it just right, and it's just like the greatest ride in your life. But the funny thing is, is that, you can ride that wave 
and you write it into however far you write it in and then you go back out and you do it again. And it doesn't matter if you went over the falls or if you missed it or if you got it just right. Right. But you went back and did it again. Yeah. What a metaphor for life. Yeah. The opportunity is still there. Like, and I think that's also perspective. You can keep having the idea that oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep getting pulled under. I'm going to become one with the wave. Or you can say, well, you know what? Even if I get pulled under, I'm going to learn how to hold my breath longer. Yeah. Or I'm going to have fun or I'm going to make a hilarious fucking video after of me going under <laughs> constantly to music and people are going to laugh and I'm going to have a good time. That's, I think the biggest thing for me is perspective. No matter what happens is I have to have a happy, positive vibe. I always look for the silver lining. So like you said, there's, that's a metaphor for you. It's like there's always that opportunity. You can keep going and try again. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Again, if you don't catch it the right way, there's always going to be another wave. There's yeah. always going to be the opportunity to catch it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a perfect wave to enjoy it. No, exactly. Can we say that again? It does not have to be perfect to enjoy it. And that's what I'm always looking for is the perfection. Perfection, yes. Question for you. Yeah. Fear. Where did you and I learn fear? <laughs> Where do you think? Trauma? Do you think, it, do you think it began before the trauma? Do you think it was the trauma? No, because... When you're a child, you're not afraid of anything. That's so I mean, true. I have a five-year-old, and he is not scared of anything. That's so Even true. people who have hurt him, he's still not scared of them because you do not understand fear. Sure, you understand instinctual survival fear. You know, like with a dog, a huge big dog is coming at him. And when he was younger, he was very afraid because there's a big, he just sees big teeth. You know, you're afraid. You understand survival fear but he's not afraid you don't you're not afraid to try you're not afraid to fail because you're just having fun as a kid you know and it's at some point in growing up it's well what if I fail what if I don't just have fun because as a kid you don't think what if I fail you're just like this is so fucking cool yeah you know like on the playground you're like I'm double dutch and who cares if I fail you know and then all of a sudden in fourth grade you're double dutching and you fall and then someone laughs and then it's well next time if I do it again and I fall are they gonna laugh and then it's the fear so I think that for sure you're not born with fear I think fear is given to us as a terrible gift um in life I think you said something really important there too is that something I don't think I've distinguished between and that's fear and survival mechanisms yeah and I think we conflate those two. Yeah. And we don't realize that if we see the dog, the dog might not show its teeth. But if it happens to show its teeth, is it telling us to be careful because it's scared of us? Yeah. Or is its tongue out and is it's wagging its tail? Right. And have we not learned yet? The difference between the two. Yeah. And yes. so, so, we, so our fear isn't really a fear. It's a, it's a mechanism to protect us from something that could harm us. And that's the same thing as anxiety. Anxiety protects you. Yeah. And this is something we said after last time, after we turned the mic off, it was, I was trying to challenge you to look at your anxiety in a different direction because when I used to have anxiety or I still have anxiety, it's 
fuck. Now my day's ruined because I have anxiety. And the whole day is shot to shit. The, the, literally, like if you have anxiety when you wake up because of a dream, the whole day fucking sucks. And my day was blown today. Yeah, like you just, you, you're t- like, your whole brain is just, okay, well, I have to protect myself so I can't, I can't go anywhere and I have to be on edge and I'm, uh, that's me. But, or you can just, my body is trying to protect me. I'm afraid of something. Maybe I can identify it or maybe I'm not to that point yet, but I realize I'm afraid of something but I don't have to let it control me. I don't have to sit in this fear. I can use the fear and say, okay, I'm afraid. Thank you. Thank you for the warning. Thank you for protecting me. Now I'm going to protect myself. Now I'm going to do what I need to do. That's because I used to have anxiety going on to do a live show. I used to do live shows on Facebook for a clothing company. And I've been doing that for years. And I used to, when I first started, get really, really nervous. And it was, okay, I'm really nervous, but I'm not going to let it control me because I know I'm good at this. I've been a child actress. You know, I started acting when I was like seven, you know, like I've been doing this. Another thing. Oh my God. We've both been doing this since we were kids. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> another another thing just connected in my mind. This is all about today. These things yeah, are I mean, th- crazy. That's funny because I was six years old when, when my dad started working at CBS. So I've been around television and like we both are the type of people that pay attention to everything around us. Yes. Not because maybe we want to learn, but because we're highly interested in what other in people what, are doing. Yes. And I am just so interested in why people do the things they do. And so that's why I was so interested in your dream because, and also I think I just have a really good connection with my higher power and I've gotten, I know for sure in my past life, like I was a very powerful psychic or healer or understander or, you know, whatever you want to call it, spiritual shaman or whatever like I was in a past life I was a very powerful being and in this life I have chosen I think in probably my last life I have been focused more on material and success because I didn't have that and when I was a healer because I was too busy healing and so now I, I just got this card this morning oh my gosh the more I talk the more it all just comes together and it just blows my mind but this morning I got a card two worlds and it says and I've gotten this card before that there there's two, two choices, basically two worlds, and it's the success and money world, the material world that we live in, or it's the healing spiritual light world. And my soul has kind of been going back and forth for a long time because in also previous lives, I was you know, like a, like a queen or something or a famous person of some sort. And so I have had both experiences. And so my soul is like, what do we do? What do we do? And I've had this, my, this entire year, it's, do I focus on healing or do I focus on making money? Can you do both? Yeah. Yeah, I sure space. fucking can. Okay, so there is but, space to pull. Yes, but my brain has ah. been telling me that I can't. So there's there is a divide yes, in that, that brain. It's either I go for success or I go for healing. And that's one or the other because that's how it's been in my past lives. Oh my God. But this is the life. Oh my God. This is the life that I'm bringing them together because of the work This is the life that I'm bringing them together because of the work that I've been doing, not only in this life, but in my previous lives. So I know in this life, I'm going to be a healer for the fucking world. And it's going to bring me abundance so I can make sure that Duke has an amazing life. Holy shit. (laughs) That was crazy. 
I just got so, I guys, my divine higher power just spoke to me. So if you got the goosebumps listening to this, that's why. <laughs> well, it's true though, because again, just coming in today and I might have a smile on my face, but I can hide a smile. I can fake a smile. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I can, to feel a smile, just because of being able to talk and to open up and to have safe space. You know, our engineer Noah's my son. I'm, I'm safe around him too. If Twyla was in here, I'm safe around her also. So, so yeah, yeah. And that's, that's funny too. Man, I want to go 15 different directions. I want to talk about oh. fight, flight, or freeze. I want to talk about past lives. I want to talk about f lives to come because I used to believe that I died and I went to heaven. And we were taught about oh, this VIP heaven. Yeah, oh my God. Can we just take two seconds that there's three different levels? Segregation, bitches. Yeah, it never stops. No, never. Anyway. Yeah, and so the, the thing is, is that I was more suicidal in my ideation because I knew that that would be a better place. But since I've lost my faith or I've taken my faith and put it someplace else, I might have those thoughts, but it's not to the point of wanting to carry those ideas off. It's not like my brain wins on those things. But the funny thing is, is that there's one thing I do fear about death is that I do actually believe that we live another life. Yeah, we do. And I don't know how or when, but I'm afraid I'm going to come back as a Hitler or as a child abuser. No. No. Well, please, please keep go on because no. that will help. That will help ease my soul. No. So Hitler probably is a cockroach right now, or like an ant, or maybe not a cockroach. But cockroaches have an um a worth. A worth. They live for a long time. Yeah. So that he is not a cockroach. He's probably some like a fly. They have like what twenty four hour lifespan or something. He's 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 dead already. Um, you there's no fucking way, dude. That's so funny because I've never. <laughs> no, no, no. So in your next life, if. I would for sure think you would come back. You, um, in this life, you were a teacher and you started out as um, being a chiropractor and then you went to um, a television chiropractor a teacher. teacher. Right. And how old were you when you went to chiropractic school? Like, when I did was, you start doing that? I started that in 1994, so I was 30 years old. So I would think in your next life, you are going to be like um, either you're going to be a renowned medical healer. Or like a renowned just healer because you're, you're going to be a light no matter what. And so what happened to you doesn't define you. You're not going to be a child abuser just because you were abused does not make you an abuser. Okay. It doesn't, you don't automatically go into a category and this is you for the rest of your life. It's you are a better person and this is probably not what you want to hear right now, but you are a better person because of that experience. You changed my life because whether or not you realized it, you recognized that in other students, you recognized that pain. And so you helped people, even if you, when you didn't want to, or you didn't realize it, or you didn't have the strive to help people, you were already doing it. And so in your next life, now that you have this knowledge of, I know that I can do this. I know just like your dream, I know how to fly the drone and you're not going to fly into the trees. I would think in your next life, you're going to be above the trees. Free. Like you're going to be fucking amazing. You're going to be flying free. I don't care if I, birdie. I'd be okay. No, that's what I was about to say, I'd be okay if I came back an eagle. Yeah. I was going to say, you'd be a little birdie flying free. Yeah. That's funny too. You say that too. I'm going to, when we're done, I'm going to send you my, my song 1976 because my life ended in 1976. Okay. And, and that's how I see. So my therapist says you have pre 1976 you and you have post 1976. Yeah. I was. 
Because you said you were born I was 12. I was 12. Okay. Thanksgiving of my 1976 year. That was my last year of sports because oh, so that that's when I got molested. In 1976, that's when I feel like my life ended. But what you just said to me is very profound because I'm not going to get emotional, but I should. <laughs> yeah, she wants me Let to. Let it go. Let it. You have to release it. If you are afraid to get emotional, how are you going to release these fears and this trauma? Uh, because I'll cry really hard. Then cry. <laughs> okay, well, so 1976, I was always a good kid. I was always the type that I really liked people and I liked being around other people. And I, and I just got along with everybody. But it's funny, after that, I hated me so much, but I, I stepped out and really looked at other people. And I really became a person for other people. I became an advocate, maybe in a small way. I'm not talking about this huge advocate, Malcolm X, right. Martin Luther King. I, I'm not like that. But I've always looked at it as 1976 as a death. But what you just said now is it gave me life for something else. Because I started coaching soccer in my going into my senior year. I was, I was a senior in high school and I started coaching soccer. I went, I've coached 35 seasons of soccer, which has turned into horrendous because I can't handle parents anymore. But there's a lot of things I did because of what happened there. But there's a lot of things that I haven't done because of what happened there. But I can see that it's time to push that wall further back yeah. and allow that person that came out of that experience. I didn't, I didn't become a molester. I didn't do what the dude said. Right. He said I would. He said, it happened to me. Somebody did it to me. You're going to do it to you. And I'm like, oh. well, why the fuck would I do something like that to somebody? This is awful. I can't stand this. And, and it's, just, it's, just, it's just funny how it's, it's again, the, the eternal optimist is sitting in front of me and she's looking at the eternal pep pessimist no and so that's and that's very powerful what you said though is like okay i can i can i can i'm gonna have to rewrite a song that's gonna be called like 1977 i'm gonna have to think about that year that's the year that brian died that's the year he was shot in the head with a shotgun um that was that was you know my seventh grade year and there's so many things that happened there's so many things i i'm, I'm now my brain is just flooded and i've got to go just sit back and just think about things yeah i think where you said you felt like that was the death that was your life was over. I think it was your life. That was one portion. And from that point on, you started a new one. And now you're starting another one today. Yeah, I have to accept what I, I have to accept what I built because I was a really good athlete. I've got stuff still hanging in my room. Do you have regret? Oh, big regret. Because where does regret get you? Nowhere. It has exactly. It. So why are we carrying it with us? I know. So throw that out the window over there. <laughs> yeah. I, you have to just release it. And this is what today is for. Today we are releasing. That's why I was trying to tell you to if you need to cry, you have to you have to cry because that is more healing to go with the universe than it is like you're just pushing yourself out of alignment when you refuse to let yourself be emotional. Because this morning I wanted to cancel because I had already cried like four times this morning. And it's because I did a meditation and I don't know if it's just me, but you know, like when you're crying about different things, like you just feel different, like your, like your tears are different or I don't know, but like, you know, when you were a kid and you were so terrified or so scared of something and your parents just like held you and you had that cry, you were so afraid, you know, and your parents just like made it better. And it was now like, and then when you have an adult cry or a stress cry, it's totally different. Is this making sense? Yeah. 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 You feel no, different. Of course. And 
this morning, I was like crying and it was not an adult cry. It was like a child's cry. It was my inner child. It was inner Hannah. And I was crying and healing for Hannah, for the Hannah who was molested. And once I realized like this morning, I have been feeling very cranky and afraid ever since I got fired because I'm like, I'm not the person to get fired. I'm a hard worker. I care about people. I just, I cannot believe she did that to me. But I was, I've just been so sad and I just feel like I was back to Hannah, to inner Hannah who was so afraid. And this morning, the universe gave me a chance to heal for her. And I cried and I cried and it was like that little girl cry when, or a little boy cry when you are so sad and you're just a little child and you like don't understand. And I just cried and I healed for her. And then this song came on and it's called, I believe it's called Hold My Hand. And I wanted to play it before we started, but I totally forgot. But it is just so good. And as empaths, we heal with music or music can make us feel like it's very spiritual for us. And I feel my connection to my higher power when, I'm, when I have um, music or when I'm dancing. And when I broke my foot, I broke it dancing. And so I was like, well, that is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think I didn't realize that until like today I have been afraid to dance. I've been afraid to do something that brings me joy, like my biggest joy. And this morning I played that song and I just fucking danced. Like I danced and I danced and I danced and I felt so amazing. And I have no idea where I was going with any of that, but I felt like that was really important for us to hear right now. <laughs> no, I think I think that's that's right because there's there's times when when I do go through my crying sessions where there's the times where I feel like it's the adult that's pissed off and frustrated. Oh right. I and it's the kid that wants to be held by his mother. Yes. But doesn't feel like his mother really ever understood him. And you're you know. still holding on to that. And I remember where I was going is we have to release that because I didn't release that pain or through therapy and all of this time, I still, you know, that's, I still had pain and I was still carrying some of that with me from that experience. And I just feel so good. Like, whew, I just feel so good that I was able to have that realization just now and to have like us all experience this together because that was just amazing. You need to, if you need to cry, you have to cry. And if you have to cough, you have to cough or whatever it is. Like I do a chant when I went to London. We'll have to do another huge thing about me going to London and all that amazingness. But when I went to London and the first time this thing called Self Love Summit put on by Mel Wells, there is an author and speaker there and her name is Rebecca Campbell and she did a chant. And it's very spiritual. They've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years um, in many different religions. It's just you basically it's like singing or chanting. Um, she did a chant. And when she, people were um, when she was chanting, the whole room was just like all of a sudden people were coughing and sneezing. And she and people were trying not to. And they were like covering their mouths and people were trying to leave the room to cough. And she was like, no, you have to you have to cough. If you need to cry, you have to cry. And like the whole room, like seriously burst out in tears and coughing. And it was like so crazy. But when you have to 
do those things and you feel like you need to cry, you get that lump in your throat and you're like, no, I'm going to shove that lump down because I don't, I'm not going to deal with that. That's, you need to, you need to deal with that lump in your throat. You need to cry. You need to release it because the universe is asking you. And that's another thing is we can't be afraid to let the universe help us. We can't be afraid to cry and to be emotional and to be, for me, it's, I have a really hard time being, um, masculine like I have I'm I've been in my masculine for a long time and now I'm like leaning more into my feminine but now I'm having a hard time with my masculine where like I am having a hard time dealing with other people because other people are dumb (laughs) other people don't like want to be authentic into who they are and that's just really hard for me to deal with right now and so I can like can't do it because I will release my thoughts and my everything to them and I know that's just not going to be a healthy way to do it right now so my challenge to you is if you need to cry you have to cry and this goes for everyone help help you cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah she tries all the time it's it's funny though you said uh this this firing thing it's really bothering you and we and we have to help you I have to help you understand it's not your fault she did what she wanted to do she did what she had to do she did what she thought she needed to do that's her choice you're right and you don't need her I don't and it has nothing to do with me no and that's what I'm having a hard time letting go of unless you told her to fuck off or something this is fucking therapy right now I this is why I wanted a podcast. Yeah. I don't care about anybody listens. I want it to because I have to get out of my head. Yes, yes. And like, I just, I'm a good worker. Like I have a hard time thinking that anyone would believe I was fired for doing something wrong. But when you have been dealing with narcissists and toxic people who gaslight and they change information for a long time you do your best to change that you're like no 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 that's not me I need to show who I really am and the more I found myself doing that the more I felt like a crazy person is because I was being gaslighted and they do make you feel absolutely crazy and I wanted to immediately after she fired me like go on a fucking rant, you know, and just say, you know what, blah, 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 blah. You did this. Like if you're going to throw a stone at me, I will throw, I will build a fucking rock. The boulder's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I have to not look at it that way and think like, okay, well that sucks, but it's not about me because I know who I am and she's trying to make me feel like something I'm not, and I'm not going to let her. It's, I can't let her. It's 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 your it's that thing we were talking about before, but now we're shifting over to you. It's that thing that's slowing you down, that's getting in your way yeah. of your success. And you know what? She threw you over the falls on the wave. We got to go to the beach. I got to show you what it's like to go over the falls on a small wave. She threw you the falls. It hurts. It hurts really bad, and it's hard to go back out there again because you don't trust that you know how to get on a wave, even though you've done it a thousand times. Get back on the wave. And guess what? If, if the first one passes you by. Okay, that's all right. There's there's gonna be another set coming in with maybe seven or so. I'll try and catch those. But if I'm not quite ready, I'll break off until I remember what the feeling is to catch the wave. And I think that's the thing with you right now with that. I had to rest. Yes. I had to take a break. Yes. And 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 don't don't I mean I, and you can call bullshit on this. Don't even blame her anymore. That was her choice. As my therapist says, allow her to have that choice. Yeah. But you can't you can't live off her choice. And I'm I'm need to listen to this. I can't live off the choices of others, but I tend to do that a bunch. It's like, you know, Twyla's coming to the room now and sitting there. 
I don't want to be touched half the time anymore. And we used to have this very touchy-feely relationship. I've got to get back to that point where I'm comfortable with being touched because there's something off in my system. And I think that's the same thing with you right now with the, with the firing. That is so, ah. that, 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 that just, there's something that's happened in your life. And it's like, that is so small in the life of Hannah Duke from all the years I've known you. That, that, that to me, I kind of want to laugh at and say, <laughs> Hannah would have thrown that off before, but, but there's so much going on in her life now oh that, that it's just like, okay, I can understand where it's coming from. So let it, let it eat you and then do, do the cleansing that you have. I don't know how you, how, how you do it, but you <laughs> that's know, that's a rose quartz. You can't of it. Well, it's got to have something in it. Yeah. But so, so that's the thing. It's just, it's just let that flow. And it's like, you're like me. I think you, I mean, I think you're like me that you survive in a day better if you help something yes. or someone. Yes. And so your day is better today because you know, you've helped me. Yes. But you've also done something for me. You not only helped me, but you've now turned around and allowed me to help you. You haven't said, hey, just leave me alone. Just l let's not talk about this. No, I've And you done. haven't like given me the sassy eyes like you've done in class before because <laughs> I want you to do better. You, you've given me those loving eyes. By the way, you took off your glasses. I don't understand why you don't wear contacts sometimes because you have a beautiful face and beautiful eyes. And your glasses are fine though. I like your glasses. <laughs> but it's just so funny to watch that. I look like a Do you hide behind them? No. Um, I know. When you said that, I just thought that's because I'm hiding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sophistic sure. I, do they make you? Do you think they make you look sophisticated or something? Because you do. You look when your glasses are I on. Like, you're very powerful. When you take your glasses off, you're very human. I'm very human. We can look straight into your eyes now. There's nothing between me and your eyes. Or do these give me a, a bigger advantage? I don't know. It's something, for, it's something to think about. I took my glasses off because I, the only reason I took mine off is because they're in between. I can't see you in focus. Oh, well, yeah, because you I'm You probably can't blind. see. Yeah, I cannot. I can see you, but I can't see. Yeah, we've all got glasses. <laughs> yeah, we're all blind in here. This is, this is, seriously, this is why I wanted to do it because I live in my head and my head's going to kill me if I don't get out of it. And so by talking it out... And I'm still, I'm, I'm fighting this, putting this, I'm fighting getting these things edited because I'm afraid to put it out there because I think somebody's going to criticize it and somebody will criticize it. Yeah. And so I have to do the thing where I put them out there and then just not look at the criticism, let other people deal with all that stuff because I don't really care what other people think. I do, but I don't. Right. But I don't want that anymore. And it's funny because now, now I shift into my kid brain. I'm, I'm seriously just shifted into my kid brain and that fear of what other people think of me has got me. But the thing is, again, that pre-1976 thing, you put me on that football field, you put me on that soccer field, there's only one thing I care about. What does that scoreboard say? If it says we've got seven and they've got 14, I shut up and get my job done. If it says I got 14 and they got seven, I shut up and make sure that I get my job done. I don't worry about what the ref does. I don't worry about what the other players do. Yeah. I listen to my coach. I listen to my players and I play. But after I got damaged, after I got hurt, I didn't have that power anymore. I lost that power. I've never been able to get it back. And so uh, now, That's a lie. But, but, but I've never been able to hold on too long. But now what I'm going to say is that you, you with what you're doing with the, the firing, I need to do the same thing with what I just did there, send it in my power, because you obviously know me. You have power. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's a lie. It's just like I lost my power and I can't get it back. And it's 
called BS because well, you, we, we still have our power and it's just like me. I'm, I am afraid. Why is it so much easier to tell someone to use their power than to use it yourself? Yes. Why? Because I keep, I feel like I'm just being a hypocrite right now because I'm like, Helvi, you have to do this and do this. But then, you know, I am afraid as well. But like we said, we're going to be afraid and we're going to do it anyway. We're going to put this podcast out. And if we help one person outside of this room, then we did a good fucking job today. Yeah. And that's all we need to focus on. And if we can't, if that is not something we can focus on right now, then it's, then like we said, we're just focusing because we want to heal and because we want to learn and because we're curious. And no matter what we talk about, we're going to end up having those light bulb moments or Mel Wells. She calls it the golden nuggets. And it's just those little thoughts or those shifts where you're like, oh my God, Wow. Like with the dream or for me realizing so many things right now, I'm so glad if you have an audio recording so I can go back and listen to all of this. Because when you have those things in your head, sometimes it's hard to look back on your, your growth or your development because you, there's nothing to like remember them by because they're all in your head. Or even if it's small things, like for me, it's I am, like you keep saying, I'm the eternal optimist. And I was not an optimist in high school. Like, I was very negative, very, like we, you said earlier, we can fake a smile and be full of pain crying underneath that smile. I did that for years. And now it's amazing that you keep saying to me that I am an optimist because that is a big thing for me. I was not an optimist. I was never like had that experience. So that's a light bulb for me right now because of something that we experienced years ago together. And just think five years from now, where are we going to be? How many light bulb moments like, will we have from now until then? Like, where are we going to be? It's going to be so cool. Well, that's that's a nice thing to, to at least think that you're going to live for another five years too, which oh is Oh my God, you're such a nice. pessimist. No, no, no. That's Why would you not be alive in five years? That's what I'm saying is that that's not the pessimistic. That's the old person. It's nice to think that there's something you're beyond. You're not old. You're no, I'm thinking of other things. The the mind that when I get into to the shit brain, it takes over like like you're talking about you talk about school when you're in my classroom i i never saw you as a pessimist i saw you frustrated but you never quit you never gave up it didn't it didn't matter what got thrown at you you walked into my classroom and you always gave 100%. Now, you might have not felt like you gave 100%, but I, I can see the times. I can see the frustrations. But it wasn't like you could be pissed off. But I knew, it's, and I don't always figure this out, but I always knew you weren't mad at me. Do you remember one time in the hallway, it was like by the office and it was about another student. And I was like yelling at you because you wouldn't do anything. And you were like, I can't. I'm not allowed. I was like, you have to do something. Yes, I do that? remember that. <sighs> yeah. But, th- but that's the thing. We, we, we go on past those things. So what I'd like to do is the next time maybe come with the idea. There's, there's a few things I want us to, to dive into. I want to learn from you more about the age of Aquarius. That has got me fascinated. And then I, I want to talk about our feelings of fight, flight, and freeze. And I don't know if you think about those things at all. Okay, because there's one thing I didn't learn is that freezing was a mechanism, a coping mechanism. I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, it used to be just be fight or flight. Yeah, and I thought freezing meant that you were weak because you froze. I didn't realize that that was to keep you alive. Yeah. And then there was one other thing that we talked about. We talked about that. We talked about fear already. Um, and it'd be interesting too, just to see. It'd be for me. I'm going to see if I if I stayed on the wave, if I kept getting back on the wave, or if I kept getting off. 
or if I went over the falls in the next week and, and see what happens. I want to really pay attention to it because like I said, I was, I was doing really good, broke a crown. I keep breaking this crown from the same dentist and luckily I don't go back there anymore, but I broke a, oh. another, a second crown from this guy and now I got to get the crown fixed, but we don't have insurance till January. And I'm not going to pay another thousand dollars for it. And then crown. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a porcelain one. Okay. But what it, but it's called a crown. Oh, yeah. And it keeps chopping off. Yeah, well, it's because somebody didn't what know. It, make... um, have you looked up a spiritual meaning? For a tooth crown? Or teeth. Teeth falling out, tooth. No. You should. I should, too, because it could be me clenching. Um, the other thing, too, is that I want to talk to you more about my trauma chronicles because my, oh, that, the thing, too, is that what you're talking about your brain and we keep it in our brain. We only have, we only have two voices in our brain and they're both from us. Um, and, did you know some people only have one voice in their brain? Oh, I have two. One talks back to me all the time. Yeah. And it's not a nice voice. Well, so we have inner dialogue where we can like be- I carry inner dialogue. 50% of the population doesn't. What? Can you imagine Do that? you guys have inner- Inner dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have inner dialogue? Twilight? Noah says yes. Our engineer says yes. My wife says no. Yeah. 50% talks to me in my brain. Yeah. It talks back to you. Like you have, co- you can have, have a conversation. conversation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50% of the population doesn't have that. And now think, how many more situations or anxiety, panic attacks have we put ourselves in because we have a second voice? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That's something we should talk about because that blows my mind. Yeah, inner voice is something huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that does us for today, for December 21st, the winter solstice of 2020, the craziest year of my entire life. But you know what? I think because oh, of the last... Oh, something... Wait, wait, okay. You... Okay. Oh, she must have looked something about crowns. <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, I looked up your teeth because... Um, do you remember like last fall when I hurt my elbow uh-huh. and there was like a whole deal with that and then when I broke my foot there's a whole deal with that and so every part of your body has a symbolism just like um what is it called your chakras or your, your yes your chakras but also your like meridian points, meridian points yeah yes. I was thinking acupuncture yes um so your teeth symbolize power and when you lose teeth in a dream or reality it's a sense of powerlessness you lack self-confidence and what's to say and the path to your next like decision i lose my teeth in my dreams all the time so there you go and you feel powerlessness i would say because you're afraid we've just been talking about that the whole time and you feel like you don't have any power but that's not even metaphorical and you did oh my that's, god that's we just, that you happened I was eating a piece of pizza and it broke off. But then Twyla, the first thing she says, my wife, she says is, have you been... Gnawing your teeth. Yeah, have you been grinding, grinding your teeth? I said, well, I don't know, but I have been clenching more. I clenched too. Ah. He clenches so hard that he has the bones have moved in under his tongue. Ew, that's disgusting. Yeah, and it hurts too. All right, so that's the end of this podcast for this week. We've got one more for the year. I know. Can you believe it? Lucky I'm number so three. Excited. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll get back to it next week. See you then. All right. Bye.